My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321BizDev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. And 321BizDev is a sales system and business development company. And we are not a marketing company. I, I must add that uh, so that listeners can know that we are not a marketing company. 321 supports small business owners such as attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, home health providers, uh, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, uh, tattoo artists, hairstylists, plumbers, HVAC companies, and uh, let's see what else. We support pretty much a lot of small business owners that are trying to make it and trying to recover from this COVID-19 you know, business lockdown. The other part of this podcast episode is called Real People USA, in which we speak with real people who have dealt with or dealing with real issues and we like to invite people to the show that have a story to tell so for 321 BizDev LLC or Real People USA if you want to be on either show you can reach me at 726-999-0999 if you are a Spanish language business owner and you are located in the U.S. or in Spanish-speaking countries, you can contact our Vice President of Business Development, Jaylene Rodriguez, and her number is 786-697-3400. Today's podcast guest is Demi Juro, and uh, she is a Sacramento County, Placer County, Northern California uh, person that I've met about a year ago. Uh, we attend the same church. And she has a story to tell. And then I will end the podcast interview with what is up and coming and awesome for Demi. So good afternoon, Demi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Rick? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. And thanks for being a guest on the 321BizDev and Real People USA show. So my my first question is, uh, please tell us about yourself, uh, you know, maybe starting from high school and and where you might be right now. All right, so um, thanks for having me for starters. Uh, I went to Oakmont High School in Roseville uh, for my first couple years. And uh, within those two years, I recognized the need to uh, kind of do things my own way. And I ended up uh, transferring over to Independence High School, which was, uh, it's like a, not a continuation school, but a independent study school uh, connected to Roseville High. Uh, and there, the program is much uh, more similar to a college study experience. So you go to school maybe once or twice a week to meet with teachers for about an hour here and there. And then everything else is self-study, self, study, self uh, like, like you have uh, not many deadlines, but more so uh, just like, well, you got this test and it's gonna wrap up these chapters by that time, do what you need to do to learn it. And uh, so throughout independent studies at Roseville High, or excuse me, in, uh, independent uh, high, I ended up actually working 40 hours at my job at Del Taco while I uh, did school studies as well. And then I was gonna graduate early, but uh, I, I wanted to walk with all of my, my like the people that I knew, the people that I grew up with and all that and graduated the same year as they did. So I kind of just like basically took like a year off of school while I was working uh, at Del Taco, making money. And then uh, right around like last three months 
uh, before graduation in 2010. I went ahead and hurried up my last couple classes, my English class, my math class that I was dreading, uh, got those knocked out of the way, and then graduated uh, with everyone else. All right, awesome. Now, when we first met, we, we you, you and I talked about some, some work experience, and I will tell our listeners, Demi just blew me away with what she knows and what she has studied over the last, let's say, 10 years. So can you briefly, or take as much time as you would like, uh, tell our listeners about your work experience and the things you know about technology, and, and so take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a pretty nerdy family. Uh, my dad is a software engineer for uh, one of the uh, top, uh, they sell, um, they don't sell, they, they send out, they print, they send out statements uh, for uh, many major businesses in America and it's international as well. So T-Mobile contracts with them, all sorts of things. It's a really big factory. He programs for them. And he actually um, uh, is like a sole inspiration for all of my technology knowledge. Uh, I grew up playing video games and all that. I knew how to use the computer before, you know, smartphones were really, really, you know, popular and all that. And like, that was my thing. I remember like my first boyfriend broke up with me because I played too much World of Warcraft. <laughs> but uh, uh, with that being said, um, uh, you know, the parents that you have really ingrained into you, the kind of people that you're gonna have around you when you uh, get more independent as an adult, a teenager, so on and so forth. Um, I basically, uh, I always surrounded myself with kind of people that were into those kind of things, not only because uh, of like mindsets regarding, uh, you know, interests and hobbies, but also because uh, a lot of those people tend to be um, a little bit more uh, introverted uh, and and in intellectual. And uh, with, with my experience, introverted does not necessarily mean not a people person. It means a people person that's particular about their people. And I really like mm -hmm. that because uh, it led me into an environment uh, that thirsted for knowledge, but in ways that, I don't know, like a few years, uh, five, five, 10 years ago, software programmers, like they didn't get degrees ever really. Like a degree didn't do anything for you if you were a software engineer or a web programmer. You really just, you learned that on your own. It was a hobby when you grew up. And then, you know, uh, if you had the knowledge, if you had the skills, if you had, you know, the projects that you had done for fun to show these people that you wanted careers with, you get it. And so like, that's how my dad actually uh, went up in the business uh, where he works. He used to work in the warehouse and then he became like the lead software engineer of this, you know, top company. And then my uh, roommate as well, actually, who's a long, long, long time friend, uh, he works for like a startup company he doesn't have even like one college course finished, uh, yet he is, you know, salary worker, real, real, you know, real into what he does uh, for a career. And so um, these people that surrounded me, they really, uh, they, help, they taught me how to think critically, think outside of the box, think in ways that were, uh, I, I don't know, different. And, and I liked that because uh, I always say uh, TFYQA, which is think for yourself, question authority. Uh, that doesn't mean don't listen to people. That doesn't mean don't take advice from people. But it does mean always seek questions or always seek new answers to questions that you may have and, and find those answers for yourself. And I, 
I really think independent studies also helped me with that as well because uh, I don't know, I always say also knowledge is power. And any, and, and, like my hobby is learning new things. And so I just, uh, I, I would browse the internet for days looking for new ways to improve my knowledge base. And, and, and that's where I am today. I, I, I do have um, some experience with uh, WordPress, uh, a little bit of HTML, CSS type stuff, uh, the basics of uh, design and web programming. Uh, and those things kind of started to interest me after I worked at a company called ADA Signs in Roseville, uh, Alpsdog ADA Signs. Uh, and this was a, like a small business company too, where, uh, uh, you know, it was just, it was just the owners of this company, a wife and a husband and, and, and a production guy and me and, uh, seeing how their, their ambition and their, their, they had both worked in corporate companies just like you had Rick and, and they really, they, they brought something to the table that was, I don't know, enlightening to me. Uh, and, and, and they had to work for their money. They didn't have someone else working for their money. And, and I think that's a big problem in society right now today is that it's really hard to keep up morale in jobs where, you know, you work at fast food restaurants and like, sure, you might get raises, you might get, you know, uh, recognition here and there. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, your, your creative drive, your, your ability to actually be proud of something that you did at the end of the day, which is the majority of your day and your week, uh, is lost to a lot of people because we're no longer selling our products. We're no longer, you know, creating a, a service for people that we believe in. We're doing it for somebody else and we're just a number on a book. And I learned that uh, at my uh, longest standing job at Staples, which was the first, uh, like, it was like a career sort of uh, job that I had right after high school. I worked at Staples for three years, started off as a cashier. It was like my third or fourth job, I believe, uh, as a kid. Um, I worked there for three years, started as a cashier. I was promoted to an easy tech, which is like basic computer, um, computer uh, IT stuff for customers that come in and have problems with their PCs. Uh, and then from the easy tech, I ended up leading into becoming the um, sales tech sales supervisor. And then um, after having that position for a couple of years, which I had an entire team of tech sales and tech IT people underneath me selling warranties, selling computers, high ticket price items. Uh, and uh, from there I led into the uh, store, it was like the store supervisor. It was a new model of, of staples and uh, they were getting rid of some positions that are a little bit more high paid in order to kind of uh, save uh, money for their, you know, entire corporation, uh, the model that they ended up doing. So like, I, you know, I worked, I put my heart and soul in this job for years and they always told me like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna promote you. We're gonna do this. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna be a part of this company for a long time. And when they got rid of the, uh, assistant managing positions and operations, uh, they made that, uh, assistant, uh, position and that assistant position was no longer salary. It was sure a little bit, you know, good money for my age and well also for um, that time, I think uh, minimum was only like seven fifty around that time. And so I was making like, you know, around $12 an hour, but I was not making anywhere near the seven money that I should have been making for the amount of 
responsibilities that I had take on. And, and shortly after uh, receiving that position, which uh, switched from tech sales supervisor, in which I got no raise whatsoever, uh, they were basically just grooming me for the possibility of a raise. I ended up uh, leaving the company because I was I was working my I was working myself to the bone and I could no longer keep up with the demands for the ways in which they did not show me the love that I felt like I needed, you know. And so uh, uh, over that period of time, I kind of just like I've been switching from I've been bouncing from job to job to job, customer service skills, sales skills, freelance stuff, whatever I can I get my hands on, but nothing really really satisfied me as far as feeling like I was doing something good for myself in the world until, well, Outdog 88 signs. And then uh, I also worked at the Gathering Inn as a, um, as a monitor, an overnight monitor while I was going to school for a little bit at Sierra College. And uh, that was, uh, so that's the homeless shelter in Roseville. Um, and what I would do is I would drive a van at night uh, to the church where everybody was sleeping in the morning. I'd wake everybody up, all of the uh, the guests that were staying with us that night. And uh, we would go to different churches throughout the Placer County area. I'd wake everybody up, I'd have about three hours, and then I'd drive everybody back to the main home base in Roseville. And that job gave me so much, it, it just gave me purpose. And I was doing something good for the world and I was doing something good for individuals. And, and, and actually having like a, a reason to get up and go to work in the morning was amazing um and things happened that led me away from that but really i just i, I think that work is such a it's such a big part of life that it, ne it needs to bring something to you and your soul as an individual got it got it and i'll tell you what when you told me that you had that wordpress experience that wordpress to me is like it's like <laughs> it's like putting together a million piece puzzle <laughs> yeah, they I use can't. so many different, like, little pieces of different programming languages. It's like, just stick with one thing. <laughs> yeah, that WordPress, just, so when you told me you were like a, a WordPress, you know, a pretty intermediate to advanced type person, I said to myself, oh my gosh, you know, where have you been <laughs> all this time? Because, I mean, that's just, that's just one, that's just one you know, app or, or software that I could never figure out. And I'm not even going to even try yeah, to figure to be it honest, out. Like, WordPress was something that I actually just got into for my own personal reasons because I'm a writer as well. And so I was just trying to like set up a blog for funsies. And uh, and, and so like I found a bunch of, there, there are these things called MOOCs online. They're, they're online courses that you can take for free. Some of them come from big name universities. Some of them come from just like random people creating classes to bring knowledge to people free, which I guess I, I think, you know, the internet kind of lost that uh, value recently. But the point that I'm making is that I, I did a, I, I did all that research and uh, came to all this knowledge of my own accord because I, I just wanted to make a blog <laughs> that wow. wasn't Tumblr. <laughs> awesome. So here's my next question. And this next question, uh, you know, it's, it's a real somber type question because, you know, you, you get a chance to tell our listeners uh, how you sort of got off track and you know some of the events that led them led to you to get off track. So, could you explain to people, you know, when things were going pretty good for you, how did you get off track? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I was working at Staples, um, I had some hiccups that I won't discuss uh, right now, but they did lead into uh, eventually and 
a psychology assessment uh, that my mother had urged me to take, uh, you know, and like, this was, this was, this was out of love for her. This was around the time when psychology first started making a big name for itself in, in America. And uh, so, I, you know, I went with it. I, I was struggling. I, I had lost the job at Staples. Uh, you know, I, I had lost my direction. I had lost my, my purpose, my, my reason. Uh, and, and I went ahead and I went and got this psychology uh, assessment. It's like this two hour interview where they ask you all sorts of stuff. It's basically just like a quiz you can take on the internet. Um, and they deemed uh, me bipolar. Uh, and that was the beginning of a, a very vicious cycle of, well, you know, I, I thought to myself, and everybody told me the cards I was dealt are not good ones. Um, you know, the likelihood that I will ever be able to manage a, a, a healthy lifestyle, a healthy mindset without pills and constant, you know, constant therapy that, that costs, you know, thousands of dollars over the years, um, you know, was they were basically telling me like, sorry, but you, <laughs> you got some cards that suck. And uh, so that mindset already set me up for failure, I think. And so with that being said, um, I, 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 I sought self-medication because of uh, reasons that, it, it, you know, what's the point of getting better kind of thing is what I thought to myself if I, I can't. And, and that mm -hmm. mindset really is what destroyed me because I, I, I veered away from this positive outlook. I veered away from this, you know, hopeful attitude that I always carried as a kid. This 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 worldview that was, you know, yeah, things are going to go bad sometimes, but no matter what, they'll get better. You know, there's there's beauty all around you. I veered away from that because I, I thought it was impossible for me, and slowly uh, mm -hmm. uh, that led into, you know, a series of uh, drug use alcohol, all sorts of things, just escape, really. Uh, and eventually I escaped through uh, a, a, a relationship with a man who was not so kind. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, for three years with him, we ended up, um, I ended up developing some pretty big uh, traumatic PTSD type symptoms uh, that stuck with me for quite some time. Uh, I, I, you know, I was not, um, I was not treated right. I, w I was I was physically, emotionally, sexually abused, and uh, the drug only increased uh, in use during that time period because, uh, it, again, I, I had to escape even worse than I had to escape before. Um, and when I finally mm -hmm. left that relationship, um, uh, you know, I, I I've been trying and trying and trying and seeking uh, avenues to get back to. Uh, to get back to base one and part of that is realizing that uh, setting yourself up for a disaster is always going to bring you disaster and and having that mindset that uh, psychology originally brought to me it, it, it's the wrong way to go about things everybody has issues everybody suffers but to place yourself inside this little mathematical box is just it's, it's not conducive to a healing, a recovery, a, a, a individuation process that every human being needs, but especially somebody who has been through traumas. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, here I am now. Um, I, I, you know, sometimes I um, 
you know, I struggle with with keeping a positive mindset, uh, but I'm, I'm getting there for sure <laughs> with God's help. Absolutely. And thanks for sharing that. So I'm, I'm going to skip one question I was going to ask you and go to the next one, because I think you answered the, the one of the questions I had. So my next question is what habits, uh, lifestyle choices, in your opinion, help people move through recovery? Okay, so the biggest thing for moving through recovery uh, for me has been uh, being honest with yourself and within doing so, allowing yourself to be honest with others. Um, A lot of people I think these days are ashamed of their, even back in the day too, they're, they're ashamed of their suffering, they're ashamed of, you know, their hiccups in life, their hangups. And I think that that is not the attitude to have. I think that people need to be honest about where they've been in life that was not so good because one, it brings hope to others who are in those positions. Uh, I, I don't know, the, the very last uh, principle in, in uh, AANA, Celebrate Recovery, all those things is service and, and helping others see what you could not see before it is really helpful to yourself as well. Um, uh, healing is is a process, and, and part of the very first step of that process is maintaining truth, and that's really hard to do sometimes, especially for a trauma brain. Um, but part uh, of of understanding whether or not it's your trauma brain making mistakes, or whether it's truly something uh, of value to 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 keep, uh, is communicating with others about that. The other people. Um, I, I, I've, one of my favorite uh, quotes of all time is, I've never learned anything from a man who agreed with me. Now, now <laughs> real friends, they, they tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they, tell, they do. They tell you the truth. And like, you know, it might not always be what you want to hear, but if you communicate your truth to them, it is much more likely that they're going to communicate their truth to you. Because in order to be a trusted person, in order to be trustworthy, you must be trusting. And so if you put yourself out there, if, if you're if you're if you're real, if, if you just really speak from the heart instead of mucking things up with your mind, another good quote on um, uh, you know, the mind is a is a great servant but a horrible master. And I think that's what psychology gets wrong so often is there's there's a spiritual aspect, a a a um, just a, a loving aspect to life that we're all we're losing in this corporate world in this in this bubble uh, and 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 all of that starts with the people you love and then you must reach out to more people as well uh, that can that can you know mentors elders that have been through similar things and and seeing them be able to so like I, the guy who actually brought me to you Kyle. Um, he, you know, he's been through a lot of similar things that I have been through and, um, on, on your end, you know, you, you've had, uh, family members and whatnot that have been through similar things and, and being able to see these successful people, Kyle has a beautiful family. He actually just had a, his third daughter yesterday. You know, you have this successful business and, and a family and, and, you know, a happy, a happy life, a happy life, not even a happy life, a joyful life. Uh, and, and having those people around really allows you to model your life and figure out what it is, what that you need to do. And, 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 uh, those things, you know, it's, you gotta stay persistent. 
you have to understand that suffering is going to happen for the rest of your life no matter what and you just gotta work through it you have to understand that you know you're not perfect and that doesn't mean that you're broken because uh thinking that you're broken is not you know you won't heal you know uh you gotta just think oh you know i'm human uh but i still deserve love i still deserve to move forward i still deserve friends and family and love and uh that mindset is really that mindset and and and, and the routines of productivity and endurance you know, like I, motivation breeds motivation. Nobody wants to get up and go to work in the morning to be real at the end of the day. You know, nobody wants to, uh, like, it, it'd be great if we could all just sit around and party and hang out all the time, but, but that's not reality. And so if you push through the urge to, to, I don't know, I guess give up, then you will start to gain hope. And, and hope is the beginning of a beautiful life. Excellent. Excellent. So I got one more question before I uh, add some comments and some things that I wanted to add uh, to this conversation. And my last question is, now that you're moving forward, what would you like your future to be as you get better with achieving some dreams and, and goals and some ambitions that you may have put on the shelf for a couple of years? Uh, so really... I've been seeking a path that is unique to the 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 structures that society has placed around us. I, I tried the whole college thing. I, I tried the whole corporate thing. You know, I'm, all of the ways in which I have brought myself to where I am today in my recovery, I I, I didn't go the the often treaded path. Uh, and part of that uh, is is because. Um, I see so many people out in the world that have similar, uh, you know, struggles that I do, but they're good people. I know them. I love them. You know, uh, they're, they're just sick of, they're sick of the rules of society. They're, 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 they're sick of this bubble. They're sick of this, uh, trapped in a box mindset where we're all just slowly getting closer and closer to cold and apathetic and, and robotic in, in essence and uh no matter what whatever i go forward in, in life um business friendship uh hobbies I, I want it to be of substance and i want it to be morally uh sound and and valuable to me not valuable to what people say i should value and so with that being said i, I mean i love helping people realize their potential just in the same ways that you do, Rick. And, and, and so many people have potential and, and they're, they just don't, they don't, they don't think that they do because, you know, uh, they don't have a college degree. They don't have this, they don't have that, but there is opportunities all around us. If we, uh, these people that think alike cut from the same cloth, all of that, these people that feel alone in a world that is uh, just shutting them out, shutting them out. And, and, and I want to build a, a, a basis for like-minded, compassionate, <laughs> just, just connection. 
And and uh, I, I hope to uh, be able to help bring others to this uh, feeling of hope because, uh, well, one of my uh, favorite Bible verses, which is something I've been preaching to all of my friends and family lately, is uh, suffering breeds endurance, which breeds uh, character, which breeds hope. And, and hope will not fail us because of the love of God. And, and that right there is a, a perfect path to figuring out how to move forward in life. No matter what, keep pushing forward and do what is good for you. Stay true to thine self. That's a great way to to end uh, my questions for you. And I just want to add in these last closing minutes that when I talked to you about working with you, um, I told you what I did. I told you that I reach out to small business owners and I help them do something that, for the most part, uh, business owners either don't want to do it or they don't know how to do it. And before I could finish many of my sentences, you finished my sentences about about business development. In fact, you added a lot to uh, a lot of the things that I was talking about. You already knew it already. And that was very impressive to me because I'll tell you something, Demi, a lot of people I talk to, about what I do and either and, and even what they do for business, a lot of times, like you mentioned, people really don't want to do what they're doing for, for their jobs or for their business, but they're kind of like trapped in it because they've already finished the, the school, they have $400,000 in debt, and now they're, they're sort of trapped in it. This is what they chose, and for a, a lot of small business owners, the reality or the outcome that they were looking for they're not seeing that outcome. And I saw this like six to eight years ago. But what I want to add about you is that when I told you what I do, you did not even flinch. You were like, oh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> and, I, and I want to tell you, not everyone says that. A lot of people, when they say, oh, I have to relate to other people, I have to contact people, they run away. Like, like for my passion. <laughs> they, people run away like... And I don't mean this in a, in, a, in a derogatory way, but it will sound negative. They run away. They run away like roaches when the light is turned on. <laughs> you know, they, they, I'm, I'm from the South. I'm actually down in Georgia this week. Uh, you know, I, I live in Northern California, uh, you know, Nick, real close to you. But I want to tell you something, you know, as we move forward with helping small business owners uh, achieve what they want to achieve and when they achieve what they want, we will achieve and you will achieve what you want. I want to tell you something that regardless, if we continue working together for the next couple of years, you're on the right track because you have what it takes. And and it's and it's it's not it's a shame that that psychological assessment sort of threw you a, a bad curveball. Because I think that's where it started, like you mentioned. And uh, I just want to tell you that you're a great person. And don't let anybody or anything tell you otherwise. Got any closing comments? Thank you, Rick. Thank you for having faith in me. And God bless. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really excited to be working with you and uh, helping other people get to where you know we want them to understand and be. <laughs> All righty. Well, listeners, you've listened to Demi Giroux. And uh, this podcast episode will be uploaded to uh, 321 Biz Dev and also Real People USA. And if you want to be a guest on the Real People USA 
or if you want to be a guest on the 321BizDev uh, LLC, and that is also supported by General Smabo. General Smabo is the alter ego of 321BizDev LLC. If you call me, I'll tell you that story. Anyway, if you <laughs> want to be on either one of the podcast episodes, please call me at 726-999-0999. And I, would, I will tell listeners, don't... Um, just, I will tell listeners this. Just look out for Demi doing podcasts on the 321BizDev show to talk more about business development and how small business owners can achieve their, their sales performance and sales productivity, which equals sales profitability. Take care and make it a great day. Thanks for being on the podcast, Demi. Thanks, Rick. <laughs>